Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Create Worldwide, the podcast. I'm Paulina. And I'm Tom. And today we are joined by a special guest, the founder of Parasole, Uriah Bueller. How are you doing, Uriah? Good, good. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Great to have a chance to talk with you guys. Well, we we're are very, very excited. excited to have you here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're very excited. Got a lot of got a lot of questions. I'm I'm very curious about you know the more technical side of your company and how you've gone from start to where you are now. And I'm sure Paulina has the same amount of questions of curiosity because <laughs> we've been working together no, creating Parasol for a yeah, while. We, like we have. We, we've been working. We've been working together for a few years, and happy to talk about whatever. Yeah. No, it's... absolutely. We've we've. I feel like on the previous episodes, we've talked a lot about materials and the importance that they have on our projects as architects. Sure. So that's why we thought it would be very interesting to have you here today. So I don't know if you want to give us a, like a brief introduction. Tell everyone that's listening about. It you about Parasolet, your story, et cetera. Uh, sure. You, and you said we're limited to like three hours, right? You're no longer than three hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, three part series. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, that that's it's hard to condense, but in, in where we are now in our continuing evolution of, of the company is uh, we we design, engineer, and manufacture these architectural panels uh, that are used for overhead shade or facades, uh, double skin facades, uh, cladding, screening for parking garages, uh, infill for guardrail, that, that kind of stuff. And, and uh, a lot of it has these patterns cut out of it, and it's to filter light and frame space in kind of a unique way. Um, my background is as an artist, as a sculptor. I do uh, public art. Wow, that's and, amazing. Uh, it's it's fun to be able to take that idea or those skills, wh wh whatever you call it, and and put it into a company that can do so much more with it than I can do. I mean, I, you know, I have a little metal <laughs> shop studio, but you know, there's only so much I can do. I'm not an engineer, yeah. not an architect, and to be able to partner with groups like you to be able to put it into real life situations, that's where that's where it gets to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's amazing. Like we we we've always talked about this, uh, like Tom and I, and like I remember talking about it in school, where they always talk, talked about like this transition from art to architecture. Like at what point art becomes architecture, and that's it's so interesting to learn that that's your background, and I I think it's amazing because it translates so well into your panels and how they're actually used for buildings, like for a functional use. That it's becomes architecture yeah it's, it's it's a different perspective i mean it's it's you could go from um product design industrial design and 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 look at architectural product development from that angle you could look at it from an engineering angle what's going to work for design pressures and wind loads and 
what's the right thing for that? I I look at I look at it from the perspective of what kind of space would I want to be in, and how would I want to frame and filter that using natural elements and sunlight and airflow and uh, art around me, and and uh, uh, so it's I get to create spaces that I would want to be in, and it's yeah. it's it's a lot of fun in, in that way. It, it it's not for every um, aesthetic, it's not for every space, but where it works, it I. I find um, I, it gets me real excited to to be in that kind of space and to see other people interact with the shadows and light and uh, just to ask how it makes them feel. It's it's fun. Yeah. yeah how do you um, this is, you know, speaking about all these different aspects of, you know, where it could be placed architecturally, structurally, how it's, you know, maintained. How how do you guys in your office come up with these concepts and these designs to ensure that they're, you know, they not only work in the function that you want them to, but they're still visually appealing. Yeah, it, it's, you know, that's an interesting question because um, we can't make sure, there's nothing we can do to make sure that it's visual appealing in the setting that it's put into. Yeah. That's so much a collaboration between right. uh, yeah. what you guys do and what we do. And fitting those parts together is is so, so important. And doing that through either a design assist or working in partnership with general contractors, whatever the case is, to make sure it's done right. Yes, there's a certain stage that we want to make sure that we're thinking through what kind of patterns we put out into the world. I mean, we we could put out very trendy things. We could download a bunch of clip art stuff from from uh, whatever's <laughs> out there. But um, we want to make sure it has some design integrity to it and some structural integrity. Uh, but, you know, when we first got started, people reacted to the patterns in really interesting ways. They would latch on to a certain pattern or they'd say things like, this one feels institutional this one feels sophisticated this one feels residential and it just it just didn't hit home it, it didn't make sense with it it wasn't my language for the pattern so yeah uh, I, I wanted to come up with something that um, we could use the same kind of language so we we worked we worked out with this uh we developed this pattern map and so it has these different categorizations classifications of patterns so that we could talk about pattern as modular and organic or crystalline and continuous so that we could talk yeah. about focal points and what blends in with the architecture what continues the architectural language and what what stands on its own so being able to talk about pattern with its natural characteristics and apply that to then uh a charrette or the 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 um the actual project it's easier to be collaborative and, and talk yeah. about the real functionality of it and it's it's so interesting um that you mentioned that because we've always been in like in awe of the fact that your panels they're beautiful they make the space look amazing but they have the functional aspect so it's like someone that may just be passing by they may see the panel they may think oh that's beautiful and it may catch their eye but what they're not realizing perhaps is that maybe it's making the space be fresher it's making the wind be able to pass by it's making the shadows all these things that you're talking about so that's where like we mentioned before 
it becomes something that is not just like applique, but it's really functional architecture. It's a part of the, the, the functionality of the building, which is so interesting that you were able to create that with your product. Yeah, thanks. I, you know, it it's, I guess sometimes it is used as, as you say, an applique or a decorative element just applied to a surface. Um, but it, yeah, it excites me so much more when it's part of the architecture, when it's part of the energy model, when it helps to reduce the solar heat gain, or when it encloses a stairway and, and you're, you're able to experience that in a, in a different way as part of the building. Um, I know the first project we did together was attached to a building and overhead shade, and it, it kind of washed the building with the shadows provided well, and sometimes a day it it, it it didn't provide any shade at all. Other times it provided a lot of shade, uh, depending on where the sun position of the sun is, relation to the building and where people are walking and where the shade system was. Yeah. Um, and now we're working on projects that it's it's cladding. Right. Built. It's it's part of the it's part of the architecture, not just an awning. Uh, over a walkway, and it's yeah. it's cool to see the the uh, evolution of what you guys are doing with it, and uh, uh, using it as a as a texture for a building rather than just right. a solid wall. Um, yeah. Using all the elements of it and and creating a lot more dimensionality to a space. It's it's a lot of fun to to see to see that work. I uh, recently we we were working like on the concept of one of our projects, which is in Florida. So I think it's very interesting here where these patterns become part of what you're trying to use them for to give people comfort and to give people like feel good in the space that they're in. It was just such a little tiny thing, um, something like like almost like a stand, right? Like a, a valaisin or something like that. And it was just crazy it was like a you know like a eureka moment for me when we decided we were gonna put the panels on these i don't know two three sides and the whole thing just transformed because it was so small that every single thing we chose had to be intentional and then we put the panels on on it um and it was it, it just transformed and then we also knew the people that were gonna be on in that space were gonna like be comfortable and we're gonna have shade but at the same time they weren't going to be hot or like in a close absolutely airtight space it was just it was wonderful and seeing it in these little projects where it's it had maybe two or three materials and this was like the material the 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 element that really brought yeah. it to life it was very very interesting that's <laughs> cool that's really cool yeah um, and Tom mentioned um, about the website, the fact that uh, everything is customizable. And we also wanted to like ask you about that. Like at what point, I'm not sure if that was since the beginning of the company or at what point did you decide or did you think it was important for people to be able to like customize their patterns or be able to have oh, input yeah. from your clients? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that That's actually a, a really important part of this because we could have just made like set panels and put them at right. home depot yep. and you can just use them yep. cut them up whatever and use them like a, a building material and just do whatever with it but to be able to um customize the size customize the 
pattern so that it's more opaque at the bottom, more open at the top, uh, yeah. customize the attachment points, even be able to bend and form with different geometries of panels. That's that's that piece that we can we can take a concept, we can take an idea that maybe it's engineered, maybe it's already a system like we have, but it's but it, it can be applied to what needs to happen in that space. And if you just have a material, you can't always do that. I mean, I've yeah. seen, right. seen some incredible things with uh, other building materials, with brick and with, well, even drywall inside and being able to use it in fun ways. But this is, it, it really, uh, this type of material really does need to be customized to fit um, the needs of the, the, the architect. I mean, there's, there's really, um, it, it's so much more fun to be part of that process. For me, though, the important thing is being able to take that design intent and product that's customizable and then be able to put it through a process where uh, the engineers can can have a say in the design yeah. of it because it needs to perform to wind loads or it, it needs to um, it needs to go through uh, even in the design process needs to go through um, through the hands of the people who are going to produce it. I mean, our production experts are so helpful in helping us understand how to customize it because of how it's going to be manufactured. I mean, there's so much heat that gets put into laser cutting that you could probably cut a really intricate pattern in aluminum, but it could yeah. anneal and it could warp and it could weaken the material so that all the engineering that went into it uh, doesn't matter. And that's right. such an important mm -hmm. thing to be able to take the entire team, have the right people sitting around the table, and all solve it together. Um, that's it's so not interesting. Just the art, it's, it's making it applied, and it's that that's that's the cool part. Yeah. So, so here's a question: When someone, for example, comes to you guys with a pattern, an idea of a pattern, let's say just aesthetic, like I want it to look like this, then would they work with your team of experts to get it to perform the way? Like I want it to look like this, but I needed to, I don't know, uh, be have this specific uh, engineering characteristics or structural or wind load or so like what you're mentioning. It's so interesting that when you actually cut it, like the, the properties change depending on the pattern. So would you work together to kind of get something that is what the client wants aesthetically and then it performs the way they would want to? Or how does that process work? Yeah, so there there are two ways we we tend to work with custom patterns, and one is um, we can take a very intricate pattern and we can apply it mm -hmm. to a very modular pattern like a mesh, and so those two patterns are working together within one set of panels, so that the more modular open pattern supports this very intricate image that you have in mind, or that's mm -hmm. going to be for public art or whatever the case is. Uh, maybe it's the brand of a large complex. I don't know. Um, that's one side. The other side is taking that custom idea, that custom image, your artwork or the client's artwork and adapting that, interpreting that in a way that stands on its own, but it's going to be structurally sound and it's going to survive through manufacturing and it's going to look good when you place it over all these panels because the panels have typically they have solid borders and it's right. material and and so you let's say you have a you want the color to be a dark bronze kind of color but you have a dark 
background that's not lit behind. So you don't have much contrast between the two. So being able to render what that's going to look like and show it to the client and say, here, let's let's do go through this process of architectural vis- visualization so that you can see how it's going to look and feel. That's as important as if it's engineered right, if it's designed right for manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole process is so, so important. At least for me, it is. It, 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 for me, I, I have much more confidence in the end result when we go through that. Yeah. No. Huh? That 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 makes sense, and it's it's just so so interesting. I think the whole like the whole concept of of parasol is just so interesting, and I personally don't know anything like like it in the market. I I don't think there's anything like that even comes close. So I mean, uh, it's kudos to you. I think it's such an amazing <laughs> product and such an amazing brand. Really, I I appreciate that. There there are other companies that either do the engineering or do, do the design or they do the um, they can with a laser cutter you know you can cut patterns in metal that's not the hard part it's it's right, the whole right. system and having all those people around the table who really care about the end result and I think that the team that we have to be able to do that I think everyone is um, uh, I, I get crazy about it so I can't say that everyone's as passionate as I am about it <laughs> um, I, I eat and no. drink and stuff but but um but I can see people light up around the table, even wherever wherever we go, that um, this stuff is exciting and the impact it makes for placemaking, for creating places where people want to be. That That's exciting and it's fun to see that in people's eyes. Yeah, working as a team is always great. Working as a team to get a nice design is always a good time, especially when you have that aha moment. So I could imagine. Yeah. Well, and being able to apply our patterns and our panels and all that to to a space that you guys have created you guys create amazing spaces and and you know this can be applied to anything but to be able to work with your team to create better places uh that's that's exciting i mean there are you guys have a lot of talent and i love working with you guys thank you appreciate it so Mr. Bieler, and I, I have another question now that you like mentioned. We've mentioned the fact that it's like based on like sculpture, and but then you have a whole team that makes it come together as a as a product. And I just I, like I wanted to ask you, like, how did it start in the sense that you, did you see there was like uh, there was something like this missing in the market, and you thought maybe with your artist background you could bring this to life, or as you said, like you. You're very passionate and you dream about it and everything. So I just I, I, I really want to know how you came up with like this idea or. That, you know, the way you described it, had, understand the market and you see a need and you develop something for that need. That's probably how it should happen. I think if you read the books <laughs> and business development, that's that's the right approach. That's not at all how I did it. I mean, I, I started. uh Boy, I developed, used to develop lines of furniture. I developed sculpture for private commissions and certain patrons. And this developed, um, um, it was actually a family and they wanted more shade in their backyard. And they had this existing trellis. And so we, um, I, there was no we at the time. I guess I was working with them to come up with, with concepts and uh, had a plasma torch and freehand cutting all these patterns and copper and then I was oh my I was god oh my god 
I did this patina and I was playing with patinas on copper and uh, my chiropractor loved it. He had a lot of business because <laughs> I leaning over the table and and slipping these panels through the wall, <laughs> installing everything myself. Anyway, it was after doing that and had a little time to see how it worked in the space, how people used the space. I, uh, I had some time and I was uh, in another space. My head was clear. Um, I was actually rafting on the Grand Canyon with some friends and family and, and, uh, and I realized that I really wanted to do more with this concept. I was doing all this other stuff, but I realized with patterns and metal and sheets, you could, well, you could do so much. And if you had the right people around you, um, it could be applied to so many things. And I felt like I, I, I wanted to make it semi-custom so that people could architects and designers and landscape and developers, everyone could make it their own. So this was a platform that people could customize and adapt it to whatever the site needed to be. And um, so that the artwork in the end is very collaborative. It's not me as the artist, it's us as the artists working together. And um, there's so much out there in the world now and with thousands of projects and uh, to be able to see and measure how different patterns, how different spaces, how they're designed, draw people together or don't. Uh, being able to experiment with that and study that is, um, is so much fun. So uh, quickly had to find in how to do this on an industrial scale. And the patinas ended right. up becoming patina powder coats. So it's more stable, could be done in quick yep. lead times. And everything was a lot more dependable than just me working as an artist. Yeah. And just uh just for reference how many uh how many panels did you start off with in the first couple of years like where where <laughs> what was the number just so um so i know uh, uh see um that first project was 30 panels made in three wow. foot by eight foot copper yeah uh overhead shade um let's see and then um but that wasn't really the start of Parasolet. That was me and my metal shop. The first well, but the start of 30, the idea. Right? 30 panels. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. But the, the start of the company, when I first, you know, went to a trade show or whatever that is. Um, do people do st- trade shows anymore? That still happens, right? That, I think I, that's still <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back, I guess. But the... Uh, <laughs> I think we started more in the landscape industry and people were using us for like three panels as a landscape screen. Um, oh, okay. wow. And that we were thrilled, you know, when people bought more than three panels, they bought five. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to, that's how it starts and you get feedback and you refine it and you, people see what you can do that's, and, wow. and it, it gets bigger from, from there. But, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Your story is so much more interesting than my uh, what's missing from the market. I'm glad I'm glad you told us <laughs> <laughs> that that was very, very interesting. So do you ever like um, like the your first or not your first, but from the first years that you were doing panels? Like, have, do you ever go back and see the panels that you did years ago and like what crosses your mind or do you see the transformation your company has had? Or I don't know. I just find that so, so interesting. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, we didn't go back and see the past projects and how two things are happening, how the P 
panels are performing, how the finish is working, how it holds together, yeah. mm-hmm. how the deflection has worked over time with wind loads and people pushing on it or kids trying to climb yeah. it. Um, that's really important just to see the integrity of the product. But it's just as important for us to talk to people who use the space every day. And we did this uh, memorial for the Purple Heart um, um, in in Henderson, Nevada. And it was so we had to get permission from the military order, the Purple Heart and 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 then take that uh, and uh, adapt the metal and turn it into a screen and use this overhead shade. That's a public plaza for people to use. Yeah. And it, and the risk is that we create this space. It uses all this land and um, no one uses it. But to be able to go and talk to people who use it, some people who use it every day. Um, right. Some of them have a purple heart. Some of them don't. But it's it's a public place, and to be able to talk with them and and understand um, where the shade is at a certain time of day, who are the who are the people using it? Why do they use this part of the plaza instead of another part? That's that's so important. That kind of feedback helps us do things that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I I. I when I was looking at your website before for another project, I remember I ran into like it, it was kind of like a chart about your process or something along those lines. And I I just thought it was so I, I loved it that your steps were kind of like uh, product development then like supporting. And then there was a step that was like researching impact. And I thought that was so interesting because it's kind of what you're mentioning that you have to go back and you have to look at your products and see maybe how you can make them better or, or or the other the opposite thing what people love so you can continue doing it i imagine that's something very important when you're when you're into product development because at the end of the day it has to respond to the needs that are ever changing they they're going to continue to change and so it, it, but i'm not sure it's just product development i'm sure you do that with with your projects and look back and see right how, yeah, you're right. How was this done? And I mean, I uh, people in the music industry get that instant feedback when they're they're performing a song, and and they get to hear how people experience it at that moment. Um, it's a little more removed for for us, right? I mean, because we right. have to actually go there and talk to people. It's you don't get a standing ovation for the stuff that 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 we do. But <laughs> yeah, still have to figure out how to get that feedback because it's it's so important. Otherwise, I, I'm just uh, listening to my own thoughts, and of course, I think I'm great. But it, that, <laughs> you know, every artist, yeah. does, every artist. Yeah, I mean, when you, when Pauline and I look back, you know, we've only been, uh, I'll call it the quote-unquote real world, um, but in the working force uh, with Create for a year and a half, and for us, it's a lot more exponential than where you are, where you're already a professional. And you came up with an idea for us. It's uh, just starting out and, you know, looking back at where we were a year and a half ago, I, I could only imagine you looking back at your company and being how long it's been and being absolutely astounded with how far you've come. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Well, thrilled by that. I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I don't know that I think of myself as a professional, but I, you know, if you do it long <laughs> enough, you end up you end up turning into that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's fun, and it's fun to still explore and be curious with what else is possible. And we're still playing with new ideas and new ways to 
do pattern and products and new applications and new ways to to think it all through to different ways to filter light and and do all this so it, it's if, if we ever stop exploring and stop growing and and uh trying new new ideas we you know we should just quit it's this is yeah uh, absolutely right now it's just fun to keep going yeah when the curiosity like, dies the product dies and you don't want that you want to keep the curiosity always yeah and like i i mentioned before what happened to tom and i when we discovered parasolite i think that's that kind of actually shows the whole transition because when we looked at older projects the first ones and then when we looked at the website it was almost as if it were like a complete completely different product because it's con continuously changing and it's continuously becoming better and becoming more like st structured in the way that it fits it's able to fit your needs better so i i just i i think it's so so cool that us tom and i were able to see that through creates projects that was just yeah. uh, an interesting way to look at parasolase history through create in quotation marks <laughs> it was it was pretty cool yeah yeah and that and that that's actually a good uh sampling i guess of how we've developed too as a company all the work that, that we've done uh partly with you guys but also through you and being able to, of course. to be able to yeah. be in the world because you've been able to specify us uh it, it's yeah it is fun to see that that progression even a transformation you might call it in different ways yeah and yeah. outside of uh outside of Outside of uh, architectural firms, uh, do you have any like reoccurring customers that you could speak about? If there are any, like, oh, not, sure. not just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to see if there's anyone out there that's just like, oh, we would like that on our building, and it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the reoccurring clients we have, um, whether it's a hotel brand or. Uh, a restaurant or w whatever the case, uh, mm -hmm. multifamily living, um, it tends to, it tends to still be specified by the architect. Um, sometimes we're yeah. specified by the general contractor because they're doing design build and and uh, they see the engineering is kind of integrated into the product system, mm -hmm. so it's kind of turnkey in that in that sense. But yeah, but um, even if we're working with the same, say, restaurant or hotel it's mm -hmm. still it's still the architect that that's driving that conversation which is great because because we can have the conversation of how to specify yeah. it um, yeah exactly okay not just what it's going to look like but how to get it specified and designed right so that it's easy for the general contractor it's easy for the subcontractor otherwise yeah. it looks like artwork and it's it's scary as hell for for someone <laughs> who has to take on <laughs> the contract and and take on that project and get off the job site in a certain amount of time but um you know if they haven't worked with parasolet before they don't know they they don't know that this is an industrial process and it's reliable and we care about that yeah uh, yeah so it really is the architects that that um we, we see as the partners in in the process okay I was just wondering if there was just like a, a certain restaurant that's like, we want parasol A at this building, at this building, at this building. And then obviously the architect, engineer, and whoever else would need to coordinate that would, but you know. Yeah, I was just you know, we, we um, there is such thing as national contracts. We we don't really look for those uh, ah, okay. because 
because what ends up happening is then they they want the exact same thing over and over again for repeatability and it Mm -hmm. ends up being part of the brand and we've done exclusive patterns for those types of brands but how they get applied to the building is always through the architect um so i um, my, my preference is not actually through these large contracts where we're just producing and stamping stuff out uh so to speak it's it it is that custom design process even if it starts with a standard product that we can start with and start that conversation with it can still be customized to meet those site conditions because you could have the same building in different parts of the country it has different sunlight it has uh different humidity it has uh different lifestyle needs Uh, it has different wind loads and so it very well could be, a, it's not like a chair. I mean, that a chair mm-hmm. is a chair and you apply it to different settings, but this is, becomes part of the architecture and it, it needs to perform at a different level. Absolutely. And now that's like sustainability is such like a hot topic, I think, understanding really the context and how these Absolutely. elements and these materials are going to work together. It's it's so important. And that's, I mean, I, I would think Brands like Presley that understand that are like the brands of the future, so to say, because really at the end of the day, for example, what you mentioned before, I was thinking about it, that I don't know, maybe cladding a building or just uh, what would seem as a facelift in the beginning, maybe it's going to help it energetically because it's going to like do all the all these other things that are not only well, like the aesthetic. So I, I really think like what you're saying, it makes sense that it would have to be partnered with like the architects and then really have this round table that we've been talking about of people that understand really the context and the intention of the material going on the building it's very cool there's no there's a lot to be said for sustainability i mean it's great to have a product that's recyclable of course our our stuff is all recyclable but but to be able to um acknowledge that people are just putting more and more stuff into the world um I, I heard the other day that a third of all the clothes in the world get burned or thrown into landfills. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. It's because there's people produce more clothes than we need, uh, than people actually use. So, uh, uh, and the idea of taking that to the architectural world, there's so much that's thrown away um, either in the in manufacturing process or in the building process and, and updating process. If, if I can find a project that works for public art and is functional uh, as part of the yeah. architecture and creates a larger square foot it, for, for, for people to use and it becomes a place that people care about because it has beauty and integrity as part of it, that means so much more to me than just um, ordering a bunch of panels and putting it wherever they want in, in the right, project. Right, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. You're really understanding like what people are looking for and delivering it to them in a way that is, as you said, aesthetically pleasing and also functional, which is honestly, it's what we're all striving for at the end of the day. And kind of, <laughs> sure. um, made it. like uh, we at Create, we do a lot of I want to ask you something because at Create, we do a lot of like retail architecture. And as you know, like people get constantly, I don't know if the word is bored, but you know, it, it has to be like continuously like oh this mall got a new look look or it's painted so people want to like visit it continuously so we do a a lot of like renovations and stuff like that Um, even of malls becomes part of the branding becomes part of the advertising right 
Right. It has to be new and fresh. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even most we've done ourselves in the past, then years later, the like the developer or the owner comes to us and wants to renovate it because it's it's just they want a fresh new look. So for example, with Perzole, like if I wanted to ask you, these panels, though they're like removable and they could be taken someplace else, or what's what you mentioned about them being recycled like recyclable i i want to understand a little bit more about how like that would work for example in a case of a renovation or something like that i yeah they, they definitely can be recycled uh the panels can also be removed easily because it's part of a system um where if something has been vandalized or tagged in, in some yeah. way that, that <laughs> a panel can easily be replaced and so that that's even with the patina powder coats, those work really well. We can swap those out. Um, but the um, it, there have been some examples, I, I guess, where someone has torn down the whole building or completely renovated everything, and they whatever for whatever reason the developer said everything goes, and uh, <laughs> even if the bones of the building stay, everything else goes, and so our stuff is out. But uh, it's interesting how many times the general contractor who's doing that work will take those panels and use it for something else. Like exactly. it was like a private oh, so cool. and now they're using it like to enclose the HVAC system or a mechanical area. Wow. It's not the privacy screen in the same area because that's being that area is being turned into something else. But they can use it for this, and as long as we can. Sometimes they reach out to us, sometimes they don't. But if they do, we can help them figure out the engineering and what's the span that they need for this thickness, for the wind loads. You know, is this on the rooftop? Is this on ground level? Um, and yeah. how to that's amazing. How to upcycle these 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 panels and use it for something else? That's because it's it still works. It still filters light. It still frames yeah. space, just in a different way. And have you seen yeah. cases of people? Um, or clients uh, removing a certain panel and updating to another one? Has that happened in the past? That's an interesting question. I know, I haven't seen that. Like where they just changed the pattern or the finish or something? Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, actually, I haven't seen that. That's wow. an interesting idea, too. I know that's a new one for me. I feel, uh, I feel like uh, in a couple, in like not a couple of years, but in, in due time, maybe somebody would be like, ooh, maybe we could keep, the framing if the framing's good structurally sound people can just say hey we would like to look into a new design for over here in this area and you could yeah. go over look at it see what's going on and get a new pattern on there and it's just you know boom boom right in place and no structural it's needed yeah. it's a great idea tom well, is there anything else? I don't know. Maybe you, you. I think we brushed on a lot of topics, like briefly. But at the end of the day, God, I think the, like the essence of the product. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to talk about that you think would be interesting for people to hear or for us to hear. I, you know, it feels like we just scratched the surface on this stuff. I could talk about pattern and art yeah. and um, engineered systems for hours. Um, I love talking with you guys. He, he asked such great questions. I, no, I, you know, I don't really, I'm not good at one-liners. I'm not good at the pithy quips and, and the things that are easily repeatable. I, 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 uh, I'm, I, I can't come up with anything to summarize any of this, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And if you ever want to talk more in depth about any of this, I'm, I'd love to. 
yeah, yeah we'd love we'd love to have you back for like as you said all of these topics like whatever little topic we talked about could be its own episode or its own series uh, yeah. honestly um, yeah, but yeah we, not wrong <laughs> <laughs> we we love talking to you as well and we, we'd love to have you back in the future uh for go for any of those other topics i mean it was amazing talking to you uh mr bueller thank you for joining us so much it's been as we said a pleasure having you here um we hope you enjoyed uh, talking about and as as we said we love your product and we will continue using it for i'm sure a very long time thanks i really appreciate it and great to be able to hang out with you for a little bit uh over over even even remotely and uh yeah this this, this is great thanks for Thanks for hanging out, and I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and to everyone listening, remember to check out Perisolet, and um, you can always reach us at podcast at createworldwide.com if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas for future topics. And we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Yes. Thank you. Remember to create worldwide.